0: And welcome back to part two of our Top 10 Favorite TV Shows of All Time episode. We're joining you live with Michael Scorbin, Zach Hartman, and Danny Jones. Gentlemen, we're back in it. I'm going to move on with number four here. And uh, this is going to be no big surprise for all of us. I am thinking that it's probably on everybody's list. I'm not sure, though. Uh, going Game of Thrones. So, hey, number four is Game of Thrones. We have the for
1: same me. number four, so, man. Yeah.
0: What about you, Zach?
1: I was on uh, three.
2: Number three. Mike, do you have Game of there Thrones on there? It
1: was going to be my next one. If it,
2: if it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's not on my list just because it's not finished.
1: What are you, nuts? It's still, still screwed it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, sorry. I forgot about it. your rules. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Read, read yeah, the book series yeah. twice. I mean, well, yeah, apparently I mean, not that long. big. It's not on your list. <laughs> yeah, it's not done. I said right off the bat this is what my criteria was. Hey! Did you make an exception, yeah. Pittsburgh?
3: <laughs> it's not on your list?
0: I can no, talk uh, all day I about on Game of Thrones. Is crazy?
3: Though.
0: Yeah. Game of Thrones is, I mean, it's just, there's there's never quite been a show like it. I think it. it it's one of those, you know, much like The Sopranos or something of that nature where it's just like, oh, this is what we can do with television now. It's taking it's taking grandiose concepts and fantasy elements and placing it within a long miniseries that is super dark and they're not restricted on showing anything and so I mean it's just it's just done so so well and none of us have really ever seen a show that's quite like Game of Thrones and I've, I've often argued that it's not really even fair because it's it's one of those shows that it is beyond television It's it's better than TV because Game of Thrones is just a whole different it's a it's whole HBO. different ball game yeah it's not TV it's HBO so so, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know how much we even need to say about Game of Thrones just because we all know that it's freaking fantastic. So, I,
1: right. Boom. No, I agree. Just um, there hasn't ever been a show quite like it. And the following that it has uh, garnered, um uh, <laughs> that's the right word, just the following that it's created and uh, just so many people watch it. You can ask pretty much anyone, I would say, you know. Yeah. Just like, hey, did you see Game of Thrones last night? Yeah. Like, everyone watches it. And the, to have that big of a worldwide following um, is pretty incredible. Um, just a little news. I, I did see that Maisie Williams, the girl that plays Aria, said that the new season was going to drop April
3: 2019. Mm-hmm. Perfect.
1: So, oh, really? You
2: know, Perfect. That's I'm excited. Can't, can't wait, wait another on. year oh <laughs>
1: i know you're
2: There's it's only gonna, gonna be one episode though one half hour episode <laughs> oh
4: that, well, <laughs> that a huge one budget. 30 minute episode
1: oh
5: yeah but uh the thing
1: that sucks that i'm not a big fan of is george r, r. martin has uh become more interested in the television and the spin-offs than finishing the original books that he had set out to do in what, 1991 when the first one came out. So it it's interesting too. I, I heard about a song of ice and fire from uh, friends that I climbed with at the wall in Nebraska. And this was before the show even came out. So it's interesting to see like people that had this devotion to the book just, and I feel so bad for those people that The show has overtaken the books, like we're in no man's land with the show. And it's really unfortunate that it's come to that. And it's been many years since Dance with Dragons came out. Like Winds of Winter should absolutely be out. And they reference that in Logan Lucky, which is a great movie, Um, that it's kind of over overshadowed. The show has overshadowed the books which was the original content viewership and the original content and popularity of the idea it's just too bad that that's the situation we find ourselves in yeah i
2: think that being said though it's worth noting that the producers and people who are in charge of that show and the writers have created something you know now that we're past the edge of the books and they're kind of able to Write their own story, since nobody's read the books because they're not out. They've still created something that's worthy of that Game of Thrones. Names. Highly yeah, entertaining.
1: It's, like, don't get me wrong. I'm loved. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel the, like they're dropping the, the ball. On it. Like,
2: yes, I, I have a no, feeling that whatever agree. George R. Martin releases will be, you know, much more intricate and better and different, probably a lot darker than what they've written. But that being said, they've. I think they've. You know, for having to like come up with a story to match something so good, they did a really good job with it in the last season. So Well And I think their name
0: like isn't it is it David Benioff and and Daniel Weiss or something like that? Um David and Dan yeah. uh but they they have done such a good job of taking you know the original content yeah, in the DVD books ones. and translating it to an on-screen representation of you know of the fiction and making it into such an entertaining phenomenon and they've they've chose They've chosen the right, the right elements to hit, you know, there's moments in that show that are, you know, like the mountain and the, and the Viper and stuff like that, where you're just like, oh my gosh, this episode is incredible. And so they, they have done such a good job in creating something that's, it's a whole beast of its own. Great casting I agree with you, Mike. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Know, great cast. casting too. I mean, and you know, Sean Bean, I could go on for. I yeah, wish he was. in love does.
2: Sean Bean. you uh, know, another thing about that show now that I think about it is I when I think about reading the books and like, you know, when you read a book and then you're waiting for, uh, you're waiting for that moment to happen in the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Totally. The anticipation
1: yeah. of uh, how it's going to be. Uh, once in season two, I was locked down. Is always like
2: Tyrion marches in some battle, maybe season one, and he gets knocked out. Battle of Blackwater. It, it opens yeah. up and the battle's already done. But. Yeah, oh, it that's just like, does yeah, not I was disappoint. bummed about that like, too. Their and version of Harry what Potter happens Fire is there. bigger than the version that's in my head after oh, reading my the book. It's,
5: yeah. I don't
2: know. It's so easy to have bring up the World but. Cup. Right. Yeah, no, and, I agree. And I mean,
1: they have to play around with real aspects like budget, and that's why it took place during the night, the Battle of Blackwater, because it's supposed to take place during the day, but the CGI that would have to be um included in the rendering of shadows and whatever, what have you, that just that aspect, you know, sorry, Danny, you're, I, I see you're trying to say something. So you <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
4: I just started laughing really hard uh. just now. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've seen it too. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's, uh, it's excellent. You know, it's my number four as well. And, um, just, uh, you know, now playing Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that and going into all these worlds, there's like Lord of the Rings. And then you, you count in, um, you count in Game of Thrones with that. Um, so it's just, it's such an amazing world. I love how much they've done it. It did drag on at a certain point, um, within the seasons, it got kind of slow, and then after they've continued, you know, now that they've continued after the books, it seems like it's gotten a little bit more Hollywoody. if that makes sense. Seems like they've gotten a little yeah. bit bigger budget and uh, things are just getting crazier and they're kind of going for that mass appeal because they know that everybody watches. Um, so I'm still loving it and I'm still on board. Um, it stinks that we have to wait so long, but there's no denying that it's one of the best series of television that's ever existed i i also think there's something to be said for one of the only shows that people still watch week to week because that doesn't happen anymore usually it's just like you release mm-hmm. the full season and uh, right. everybody watches it like stranger sure. things everything came out on the same day and you watch it this show it's like what's going to happen next sunday they still show it on hbo and people yeah. watch it on hbo as it's happening live you know so i love that yeah, yeah. We actually, and we I agree that like
5: group.
2: we've been doing it for the last yeah. three seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like 10, 15 people come and so we all fun. make food and watch Game of Thrones once a week while it's on, and then we disband and don't we'll see each other for a year. <laughs> and there's and now. there's something yeah, to be
0: said. There's something to be said about this last season where it's like, okay, it's all coming to a climactic finish, and you know I do have my problems with the way things have kind of been happening. Like it just seems like oh, here we go. It's all going down. And it but at the same time, if they were going slow about it, uh I'd also be complaining. So it's like they gotta they gotta bring it to an end because Game of Thrones does have to end. Um but yeah, it's it's just it's just an interesting interesting thing watching the show try to end in a graceful way. So anyway, yeah. All right, well, let's, let's move on. Uh, number four, that was me and Danny uh, had yeah. no, Game of Thrones at number
2: four. So, uh, Mikey, you're up. All right, my number four slot is
3: Futurama. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Zach, did you Futurama. go? What number
0: four, Zach?
1: No, we skipped me. I'm just yeah, we, realizing.
0: skip oh. Zach. Oh, I'm sorry, Zach. Let's move it on back. Well,
1: we Excuse can do
0: me. Mike's Futurama. Let's, let's do Mike's Futurama, and then we'll, yeah, and then Zach, we'll just and skip kind of Zach and order. just not talk about it.
1: Well, yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what? Here, so my number four was Entourage, and we already talked about it. So we can just move on to my. Oh,
3: perfect. Oh, so we're oh, fine. perfect. Yeah, that worked out great. Great, Entourage. We all
2: love just it. It's
1: lovely. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a
3: big, I'm a big fan
2: of uh, so
1: Futurama, Mike.
2: of anime, or animation comedies, comedies anyway. So things like <laughs> Family Guy and Rick and Morty, which would be on this list if it was finished, but um. The thing that sets Futurama apart her, for me is that it it takes the time every once in a while to just be emotional and, and heartfelt, you know? And so it stands out for me for that reason. It's hilarious, and I love the all the scientific references and all that stuff. But the ending of it, I don't know if you guys actually finished it, um, but it actually ends like the most awesome story like it just gives you what you want from those characters like from episode one i was like oh, bro, i should get together with leela and it's just this long slow burn of that happening just this idiot <laughs> just going through life in the future it's <laughs> awesome i can't get enough pizza
3: of it. delivery guy yeah it's one of those things i can just uh i can pick any episode at any time and watch it have a good time so yeah that's uh that's my pick Great. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I love Futurama. I have
0: not seen enough of it to really to really rule in on it. Um, but I, I do I did enjoy it a lot. I'd say when I was like early high school years, I watched a fair share of Futurama, and I always really enjoyed it. And I thought that Fry was hilarious, but Bender Bender was really yeah. funny to me. Um, I always really enjoyed Bender. Uh, but yeah, I think that Matt is it Matt Groening or is it pronounced Groening or Graining?
2: Uh, I don't know actually. But yeah,
0: this him. I'm not sure. I've always said groaning. But yeah, he, yeah, he he's fantastic. I mean, he, between that and The Simpsons, I mean, it doesn't get any better. So yeah, great stuff. Uh, um, it's all right. It's one of my. It's it's it's
4: definitely up there. I guess I haven't seen the whole thing all the way through. Um, but I've definitely seen some episodes, I guess, and I respect your decision on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you even if you just it's watched the last episode as a standalone. It's a great episode. I love it. He did. Yeah. He it with a, I might a, have to check a, that a, it's out It's a Time now. Paradox episode, but it's set up in a way that I'd never seen before.
3: It's just awesome. Great. Love it. Um, okay, so moving in, top. we have the top
0: three coming at you. But we can skip mine. Because
3: my, my number three is The Office. So Perfect.
1: Office, huh? Mm-hmm. A little low, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't like that as much, don't you think? <laughs>
5: <laughs> you well, where did everybody
1: else or...
0: rank on The Office? Or <laughs> <laughs> er, Danny's Eight, hasn't even come up yet. Nine. Mine's number two.
3: Dang. Oh, wow. Eight, nine, two. Should so, yeah, I said that? It averages oh, wow. out wow. As a five between us. So. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> That's true. Very nice. Five points on All right, Zach, you go ahead with your
0: number uh, three.
1: Uh, my number three was
0: Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Right. All right. Cool. Damn. All right. Yep. N- now to Danny's number three. You may get vetoed. Uh,
4: my number three is Band of Brothers. Yeah, it's a veto. Veto for Dave because I know he wants to talk about that one. So, Band mm-hmm. of Brothers is my number three. And uh, <laughs> it is the third choice that I had today. Oh, man.
5: I had completely
3: <laughs> forgotten about that show. <laughs> I
2: can't get with my I am oh, just kind of disappointed that that is not on my list. It's a really good show.
3: Dude, th- how far do you think it would have ranked up had you remembered? It's definitely above the office for me. So at least like six or seven. It's a great
2: show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that right now. Yeah, that's great. Uh, my no- I'm, so wait. Yeah, yeah we're Mike's on mic number three. three. My number three was Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh my gosh! Another Star Trek. They kill it.
1: Yeah, holy cow!
2: I can't get enough. I actually just finished my fourth watch through of that
3: series, um, like this week sometime, and it's incredible. It's so good. It's. I feel like it's
2: the. It's the Empire Strikes Back of the Star Trek series, where it's actually just all about character development. <laughs> it's all linear plot lines like okay huge so give us another give us another,
4: give awesome. another summary
2: yeah pitch all it right,
4: pitch it, you it again. for us pitch
0: deep space nine <laughs> sell me on deep space nine i oh, love it you sold me on voyager honestly you did
2: so. yeah so instead of being based on a starship it's based on a space station and it's Cardassian space station that is outside this planet called bajor and one day Cardassian. Oh, Cardassian, <laughs> yes yeah, it's named same after well. uh, the... Kim, uh, Kim K? OJ's, <laughs> O.J.'s good friend. Yeah. Got it. The juice. It's <laughs> <He's>, uh, a <laughs> Calrissian station. Um, okay, sorry, keep going.
3: Orlando, no, planet uh, Lando, planet Lando. So a
2: wormhole opens up, and basically on the other side of this wormhole is another quadrant again. But it just kind of stays open. So they go over to see what's going on over there, and there's this thing called the Dominion, which is basically the Federation, only they don't share the same values. They Know, run a slave trade. They genetically engineer whole species to be slaves for them, and so they start flooding through the wormhole into the Alpha Quadrant to take it over. And there's just one little space station that's right outside of it, captained by the the Federation Captain Cisco, and just starts this war between two quadrants. You get to see the entire Federation fleet in one spot, like in a battle. It's
0: incredible. That's actually. that's actually amazing to think about because, in you know, in the vast reaches of space, with so many different, uh, so many different um, groups of people and how you would organize them, the Federation makes so much sense. But it would make sense that there would be kind of an antithesis to that. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, that's just, that's super interesting. It's like two thousand years old or something. The Dominion, and they just have been controlling the other side of our our galaxy. Insane. It's really good. If only we were born a couple hundred years later, I would
0: love to know where we're at space-wise. I know because we're all gonna die before we get even close to something like that, which is fine. But it would be so tight to see where we go as far as you know uh, exploration out into space, and if we ever discover uh, you know other life out there and how advanced they are, and oh man, it could be cool. Maybe that will be the end of us, but yeah, at least we'd get to see it. I guess I think
4: either way. Uh, Kardashian is going to be the
0: end of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, Whichever way you look at it, Whatever whether it's... the way you're uh, looking at it,
4: uh, it, it, you know, there's the Ray the J's space station, of, uh, there's the Kanye's <laughs> space station, and uh, we're all tired of it, so... Is this Ray
2: Ray <laughs> and space station. Ray J.G.
4: <laughs> and they connected and then uh, that's how they got they took over the universe. That's how they did it.
2: Yeah. Sorry. If you watch that if you watch that series start to finish, <laughs> I promise you you won't be disappointed. You'll understand why it's so high. On list. No, no, I I agree, man.
0: I I am definitely way on board with watching those and it's been on it's been on my to do list too. for a long time. Now
4: because of you, Mike, yeah. because of that amazing pitch that you just gave us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll give a He's fantastic I'll
4: give a nice little hand for that.
0: That is a golf golf clap right there from, from both the Jones brothers. Zach is resiliently holding back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just have never gotten into Star Trek. I don't know what it is. It's exactly. so
0: funny because it's so up your alley. You're so into space I that I, I think know. I
2: know that you would I mean, like there's it. A, I think there's a cheesy element that I'm just aware daunting. is there, and yeah, and it's a huge series.
1: So much Star Trek. But I think if you just like, I mean, how long? How long are Voyager
0: and Deep Space Nine? Uh, how how long are both of those
2: seasons, Mike?
3: I think Deep series? Space
2: Nine is seven seasons, and Voyager is shorter, something like five. I can check. How that many R- episodes? Effect. per so that's season. a year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big commitment, but it's kind of one and, of those things I put on. Yeah, you know, I'll get home from work and put on an episode. while i eat type thing.
5: Um, and not
0: everyone is like completely vital and valuable.
5: No, and
2: there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can just be like, this is. A throwaway episode about some nonsense that i don't care about you know it's like anything with like like geordie Jordy dating or, or something Worf. i'm like you know, I don't. it's funny to watch but... but yeah i think there's a cheesy yeah. element too that's probably probably difficult yeah. to get past
0: which one because they they feature the uh the ferengi is that in deep space nine where the ferengi really are Are involved? Yes. Yeah, they're some funny guys. Those are the huge ear guys. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the Ferengi in Star Trek.
4: Oh, yeah, uh, I'm not. (laughs) At
0: any rate, that's my uh, number two. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's great. That's great. All right, so we're moving on to number two. And uh, this is actually, I don't know if you guys, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what you guys even think about me, including this in my list, because it's not entirely... um, Conventional as far as uh, I know what, what it our is, lists have been so far, I think. Do you? I think so. I went with Saturday Night Live, I knew I you know. would. Yeah. I, yeah, um, snl is, I mean, the reason. So I, I remember getting into SNL when I was younger. Um, there was a, there was, I, I think I, w- I watched it with dad and stuff a lot, but um, there was a DVD that uh, Matt Skino and I owned that was called the bad boys of SNL. And it was like Chris Farley, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler and David Spade. And I watched that thing on repeat and then I went to the Chris Farley uh, DVD or the VHS of that, and I watched that so much. And then me and Danny got that SNL 25 years thing, and I watched that all the time. And um, I, I would say that SNL is probably one of the most formative TV shows that I've ever i've ever watched in my life i mean it completely shaped my sense of humor and who i am as a person um i've probably quoted snl more than any movie or any tv show ever uh snl is just purely my favorite my it's my favorite thing it's just as far as comedy goes there's nothing better than snl to me um and i mean there's there's no no end to how many how many seasons have been amazing and every group has its merits whether it be you know the beginning generation with chevy chase and Bill Murray and, uh, or, you know, going into that, uh, kind of Dana Carvey and, uh, Mike Myers, um, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, or getting into, you know, Adam Sandler and all those guys. And even, you know, more recent, I mean, obviously the Will Ferrell era is fantastic, even yeah, yeah. But even even going into, you know, the newer stuff, there's always SNL that is so funny. Uh, like the Papyrus, Bill little Hader, ch- SNL short Fred is so good. Bill yeah. Andy Will, yeah. Andy Samberg, yeah, Andy
5: Samberg. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just Andy there's Polar.
0: it's so it's so relevant culturally, and it will never stop being, uh, it will never stop being funny, and I don't think SNL will ever end because it's just it's a staple in our society. and uh, I, I, I love SNL. It's the best to me. It's the best. So Anyway, and we all have something to say, probably. But like, and something to think about too is is the the offspring of SNL. I mean, how many movies has SNL made happen? You know, it's like the greatest movies, Tommy Boy, or uh, you know, Night at the Roxbury. Not the Night at the Roxbury is particularly great, Wayne's or World. Wayne's World, or many of those movies. I mean, they're they're Staples so good. Like and I think The Ladies' that... man and or TV shows for that matter too. Yeah, yeah. No, true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just, um,
2: still, still I think that I think that Thirty Rock was great.
0: Another yeah. thing that. Another thing that SNL brings is is every every generation has their has their things that they think are funny, and you know I like a lot of the skits from the early or the early days, but there's some that I don't find quite as funny. But you know if you put the King Tut song on or Hot Tub from uh, Eddie Murphy dude? and Full Dad water. will la- Dad ha. laughs so hard at that, you know, and that's because he was he was there, and you know the the Jaws skit when they answer the door and then uh, a giant shark. Comes and eats I'm not going to answer like, it's This so is stupid. just a shark again, shark. isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, it's not that just land a shark gram. again, is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a candy gram. but I
0: mean, there's. it's yeah. Every every generation has their things that they, they find hilarious. Um, so I, it's fantastic, and I, I would say that I probably identify the most with that that little period of time where Mike Myers and like Chris Farley and Adam Sandler were yeah. all on there at the same time. That that little gap. Also, but hey, man, Phil Hartman. Oh, Phil Hartman's good too. Gosh. Yeah, rest in peace. But uh, it, there's there's something for everybody, and uh, there's no end to how amazing SNL is. And it is. Uh, it's almost not fair because it's it's truly quantity. You know, see, that's what it's, there's that's so much that's of what it. that's the dilemma that I came to with it, because
4: it truly it, it is it's everything for comedy and, and for my life. I mean, it, like it made me just like you, because obviously you're my older brother. So uh, we watched all these things together and it made me who I am today. All those skits. And I quote I quote something from Saturday Night Live every single day um me too and i i had trouble i didn't know whether to put it on the list just because um well i thought i knew you were going to put it on your list for some reason i just had a feeling and i knew we'd at least talk about it um but it just i felt like i could include maybe something else that uh that i loved a lot and kind of exclude it just because i knew that we would talk about it but you know when it comes down to like you know down to the facts, it's just like, it is, it's incredible in all those years, just through and through. I would say the the new cast is not, ever, anything that's on right now is really not doing well, and there's been little lulls. Um, I haven't really found much funny since, like, the Californians. I mean, there, there has been some funny things, but uh, it's kind of... It's getting to a weird spot, but just the history of it is incredible. But there is just so much quantity to it. It's been happening every single week for well,
0: <laughs> 30 years. They've been killing it with the SNL shorts. I mean, like the uh like the actual videos that they produce. Yeah, yeah, those are really great and uh you know, there's there's little stuff that's really funny. Um but I think that the I think that the scripted the scripted like um Skits that they do have not been quite as amazing, but um, I have, I have no doubts that there will be another actor that comes up that is just fantastic. So,
2: yeah, you know, I say about SNL too is nothing sucks me in like down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos like SNL. I'll go on mm-hmm. Reddit and there's one yeah. SNL video, yeah, and three hours later, I'm still just like, oh. look at i gotta look up this one i gotta
0: look up
5: that
2: one
0: yeah and there's just there's stuff that you forget about like the debbie downer you know like it's just like oh my gosh you forget about just the the most ridiculous things and um i would say the mvp right now on snl is keenan thompson that guy has been bringing it for like 10 years and he he has never stopped being he's been doing it since all that I know, exactly. Yeah. That's my number one. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> hey, we said it was no that of the that. Amanda show. No Amanda <laughs> show either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that guy has been bringing it. He's never going to be one of the greats, but I think that he should be one of the greats just for consistency's sake because he's he's fantastic. But
4: I don't think he's that. I've never thought he's that funny. Uh, Good Burger was, <laughs> I don't know, kind of, I don't know. I doubt it holds up. It was kind of funny back in the day. I thought he was funny back in the day, but I feel like since I've just seen him my whole life and now he's on another comedy sketch show, I'm just kind of tired of him. I don't want him to be MVP anymore. I just want him to be no P. <laughs> to... Have you guys <laughs> just...
0: <laughs> go away? Have you guys seen the Have you seen the Family Feud skit? Yeah, he does a pretty good job. Steve as Harvey. As Steve Harvey. Hello, yeah. anybody? Is this thing on?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean that's fine. I I that I think that he's one of the more standouts lately. He's the one that's like keeping the show going year after year. Because I can see that anyway. Yeah, because but, he never leaves. That's great. SN- SNL is fantastic. <laughs> that's my number. That's my number two. Zachary, what are your thoughts on SNL?
1: Um, I think it's uh, you know, it's wholesome family fun. I'm. I think it's really cool that they've gone this long and have had it on television for this long and i think it's cool too that it's a show that you can say you know i watched with my dad um and it's that ability to spend that time with your family together watching this show that's gone on for so long i haven't watched the later the later seasons recently but um i used to watch it quite a bit it's very very funny
3: yeah, I
0: agree. I think there's something to it, too, like knowing the the cues that my dad finds hilarious. So I've definitely always enjoyed uh, the familial aspect of Saturday Night Live and how it, every family kind of has their favorite episodes and, and all of that. So it's, it's a very, very amazing and enjoyable show and probably one of the best comedic TV shows of all time. So much agreed. Dads
4: are awesome, too.
0: Yeah. Love you, Dad.
4: Let's give a shout out love to you, dad. the dads. Hi, yeah. Dad.
0: Let's hear it for the dads.
4: This one's for the dads. <laughs> That's what
1: dads nope. do. <laughs> think about your dad. Um Didn't
0: All right, you know let's uh let's hear let's on. hear about your uh let's hear your number number two here, Zach. I want to get into your number two.
1: Uh just to answer Mike's question real quick, I think they were in maybe season forty, but I don't know. Uh I digress. <laughs> But Um, I digest. I digest. Uh, So my number two, um, I had vetoed Danny earlier because he was going to bring up Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad is my number two. Um, I just. There's not many shows that can end, in my opinion, as perfectly as Breaking Bad did and the story arc and the situations that Walt gets his family into um, makes for some pretty compelling television. Uh, And then just, you know, having that family aspect of, you know, lying to your family for that long. And then I think it's incredible and a testament to the writing that they can take a woman who, you know, they can take Skylar who by all accounts is, a pretty decent woman and make her seem like a pretty awful person but really you know we're judging this woman but we should be judging this man who's cooking crystal meth like I think it's just pretty pretty amazing that so many people we're able to sympathize with Walt more than Skylar. I know he's
4: such a bad guy, but you may you turn him into the good guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think that that's like—I mean, not to interrupt, but I think that that's something that's kind of big, at least in our uh, society, and something that pulp culture like really enjoys—is the anti-hero. You know, I mean, he, Walt Walter White is starts out as this nice human being and then he just slowly turns into such a bad guy and there really is nothing at the end of the show that I mean obviously we do have the redeeming qualities that we know him for but he is the bad guy by the end of the show and so there is this kind of part of you that's like why am I rooting for this guy he he deserves to I mean he's just a bad person now so uh, I've I've always really enjoyed that aspect of breaking bad and how they take they take the character tropes that we're somewhat familiar with and they kind of of throw them in your face and you it's a very realistic uh viewpoint as to how somebody could fall so far um especially for white but also jesse uh jesse kind of has the opposite character arc and uh, i definitely really enjoy both of those characters and uh definitely Skyler, i can't stand Skyler, but she really is the victim of the show um but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. zach I, I kind of butted in though you, you keep going well
1: um i mean you know we've all seen breaking bad and we can all attest to well has, how has
2: mike mike have he you, hasn't finished I've it seen, right i've seen less um yeah i'm i'm only about halfway through the first season and yeah. I, I find it to be slow going for me just because it is such a dark show um mm-hmm. but yeah the big thing that hit me so far is just the only other thing I, i'd seen brian cranston in is uh as hal and malcolm in the middle Right. And that's, that's important too, is that turn of the, I don't know, those kind of acting chops coming out of that actor. I was not expecting.
1: Right. It kind of brought him back from obscurity. Uh, and really he was able to show the world how incredible of an actor he is. And I think also when I'm watching that, um, television show, it sometimes seems like I'm watching theater almost just with the sets and, the acting cues and how they can play off each other so well. Um, and I think that's just a testament to the acting, the phenomenal acting in the show, primarily Brian Cranston. So yeah, it's cool to see Um, him come back into the spotlight.
4: I wanted to say something just because, uh, this made my list as well. And, uh, Dave, what you were kind of just talking about, like, because you sympathize with him and he's a bad guy, but for, You know, a little bit of the show, he's dying from cancer. And so that definitely helps you sympathize with him. And you're like, well, he doesn't have much life to live, so he's going to, you know, do what he has to do to help his family. But then, like, when... I mean, not no spoilers, really, but, like, then that motive kind of disappears for him. And then he does just become, like, a bad guy. But you're still, for some reason, sympathizing with him. So it's such a strange... Arc of a character, and I think just the show as an entirety, um, it did such a good job of, of starting and ending, and they had a clear-cut direction, and that's something I always, I love with shows, and also, David, you mentioning Jesse, uh, his story is so crazy and strange, um, but definitely one of my favorite characters to ever. Yeah, Jesse's, you
1: know, Jesse's, pretty great.
0: Um
2: no. Yeah, There's a, the only other thing I've noticed... I don't know, or even just a little bit that I've seen so far is how, um, and I'm almost positive this is intentional, but how much the director sticks to that one palette, just the the color palette of the whole show. It has, it has like oh, yeah. a distinct uh-huh. feel. I feel like I could just see scenery from that show and know what show it is. You know what it is. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. got a distinct flavor to it that I like. Yeah,
0: it's a, yeah. yeah it
1: does. That's and it's, a good it's point. It's
0: interesting because it's such a, like, gritty and, like, the content is so ugly, but, like, visually, the aesthetic is actually kind of beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, it is it is mm-hmm. very, very nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad neat. that... yeah like danny um but i uh I'm, i'm glad that this made it into both of both of your both of your lists um it didn't make it into mine and i know you guys have given me crap before about that um but i think it's purely because breaking bad doesn't make me feel happy and it's the type of show that when i first watched it i was like That was incredible That's definitely one of the best shows ever created But it's not the thing that I It's not like when I get done with Breaking Bad I'm like gosh I want to start that again It's like I'm going to put that on the shelf for about 5 to 10 years And come back to it at some point And it'll be just as good. That's a long time buddy It's that's, a I, long that's literally time. what. It, but I'm rewatching it right now, and it's been about five years, and it was probably about long enough. I was like, "Sweet, I'm back into this." I kind of forgot about a lot that's going on. Um, so it's it's not a show that I, I definitely want to like revisit that often, but it's definitely a show that is that is tremendously amazing. Um, and also, I just want to say that the the story the storytelling in it it's one of the few shows that doesn't have much time in between episodes. Like I think that the entire series occurs over a little over a year um i know that the ending kind of skips forward um quite a bit but uh, the entire show only takes place um over a very small amount of time, and most episodes pick up exactly where they left off. Um And so I I always found that very interesting, and it's a very edge-of-your-seat type show. So I think that, yeah, I think that Breaking Bad is one of those redefining television-type moments, and uh it it should be in a lot of people's top ten lists, but it's not in mine, and that's purely because it's just, it's kind of a bummer of a show, and there's a lot of shows that I like more than Breaking Bad. So well, yeah. You're a bummer.
5: Yeah, you, Dave. i think
2: that's i think that's part of the reason that that i've struggled to get you know i don't know to consistently stay with that show is just yeah it's it's intense everything about it is, just it is. intense and like uh Zach, you said something like like sitting on the edge of your seat or something or holding your breath when you're watching it it feels that way it's like a, a tension a stress thing but it is great yeah,
1: it's 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 a lot easier to get through an episode of The Office than an episode of Breaking Bad. That's for definitely. sure. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But also, you, have to, you know, like
4: plan out your night with it. You know, if you're going to watch it, you have to be like, I'm going to watch Breaking Bad tonight. That's what I'm going to do. Right. And I'm going to watch it. You know, it's not, you don't just like have it on in the background.
0: Tune yeah. out to it. And it is binge television. I know that when you watch uh-huh. Breaking Bad, you're like, well, I guess I'll just clear my schedule. I'm gonna do this today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very difficult to to not to put it down. So um, great. Did you have anything else to add on on Breaking Bad, though, Zach? Um,
1: no. I think I think that's about it. Uh, I mean, uh, Saul Better Call Saul is an excellent, very fun. Uh, Good shoot, yeah. Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Shoot of, yeah. Steve yeah.
0: Odenkirk? Oh, Steve Odenkirk. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's Bob Odenkirk. Oh,
0: is it Bob? Okay. Steve, Steve
4: Odenkirk is the did have a thumb yeah that
0: all right right and the, the thumb uh, movies Two wong jimmy fu neutron.
1: he did jimmy neutron <laughs> yeah i didn't Steve know Oterk he did, jimmy, did. Neutron.
4: jimmy neutron yeah oh that's um, great about
1: kung fu whatever fists kung. or whatever yeah enter the fist kung fu enter the fist, enter fist. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> i said too wong fu was a joke but Tu wong fu that thanks for everything so the the drag queen was with so like dumb. uh oh we're talking about we're still talking about uh
5: <laughs>
1: Steve Odenkirk thing. We can, no, we can be done with that.
0: <laughs> no, I think we should talk about Tu Wong Fu. It's the drag queen one with Wesley Snipes and uh, Patrick Swayze. It's really good. You know what we should talk
5: about? <laughs> <laughs> we should
2: take a little time to talk about Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> Just to take a step back. Let's talk about Tu Wong Fu for a moment. <laughs>
0: uh, great. Well, let's move on. Danny, you're up. Uh, my number two
4: is The Office. Which we already talked about. So. Oh, great. That is great. my second favorite show of all time. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. My uh, Fantastic. my number two is actually Next
3: Gen. Star Trek Next Gen. Oh. Watch it, Zach. Wait, which, did you have <laughs> Star Trek as your four three two? Uh two, three, and five. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Well I guess that brings it to me.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay. Sounds good. My um, so my number one is uh, Stephen Ambrose's book that was turned into a miniseries uh, by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg called Band of Brothers. And Band of Brothers follows the story of the 101st Airborne as they drop into uh, Normandy the night before D-Day, and it follows them until the uh, climax and end of the war. And um, I think it's it's just the best... It's the best... Um, TV ever that has ever been created. And it's one of the best stories that's ever been told as well. Um, I, it just doesn't get better than band of brothers. I think it was so well handled and so well done. And they had such good, such good actors and such good performances and such good writing, but also the way that it was directed, the way that they tell the action. And I mean, it's, it's also unfair because, um, you know, when you take a story like the guys that were in the 101st, they, they walk themselves through the climactic battles of the largest, uh, the largest conflict that the world has ever seen. So how can it not be the greatest TV that's ever been told? I mean, it's just, it's incredible what those guys, what those guys went through and what they lived through, and seeing them just each episode they endure so much and I mean that's another thing that I've mentioned many times but the extreme experiences that human beings have gone through is just so fascinating to me and Band of Brothers um, it depicts that and it portrays that in such in such a respectful and in such a beautiful way that I, I don't know how Band of Brothers, uh, I, it's, it's just the best thing I've ever seen and I've, I've seen Band of Brothers close to 10 times all the way through mm-hmm. as soon as I finish it I can't help it's to start it again because it's so it's so 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 good i mean it's it's unbelievable um yeah so if you guys want to add anything to that i could keep going but <laughs> danny i know that you're you're huge into into band of brothers though yeah you, you like it just as close to as much well, as yeah I do, so. uh, it but it wasn't
4: really when i was younger you know i mean dad raised us on you know all those films like the patriot and uh and uh, saving private ryan and you know, we got really into Braveheart, all those movies. And then uh, Band of Brothers came out. And I remember we watched it when it was on television with Dad. Like, we mm-hmm. watched certain episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always had a place in my heart for it. But it wasn't until probably about probably about four or five years ago that I, sat, I made the decision to sit down by myself and go through the whole series. And uh, that's when it kind of clicked for me. And I went, oh, man. Because um, it just puts you right you're you're completely you're completely right. It puts it puts you in that position that these kids were that when I'm watching it especially you know when I was watching it and when I watch it now these people were my age, you know. And uh they're going through this and they're having to fight and they're sitting in foxholes in the you know the absolute worst kind of climate and uh um I mean there's there's definitely certain episodes that are possibly the best episode of, of television I've ever seen. Like Bastogne, um, I think is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. I mean, I just love, I love the show. And then getting the Pacific, even though it's not, it's not quite there, um, but just having that other side of the war represented uh, is pretty awesome as well. You got Okinawa, you got, you know, all, all that. I mean, it's just, it's so good and it's so well done that, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was my number three uh, could very easily be my number one, but uh, unfortunately, there's something else that
5: <laughs> I yeah, like a yeah. little
4: oh, more.
0: But yeah, it's just incredible. I agree with you, hundred percent. And that's. And that's something that I kind of you know that I kind of said earlier. But with the Pacific, it's not quite fair because Band of Brothers does follow the 101st Airborne dropping in on D-Day and then winning the war in you know in Europe. And it's just like I mean that's that's just the reality of the situation yeah. is that you know that entire that entri- entire operation of invading Normandy and taking and taking the war straight to the Germans when they were being pressured in the east um, and hitting them on the western on the western front. It's just like I'm, there's it's one of the most Im- impressive better. and incredible moments in human history. So it's like, yeah, how does it get better than that? And you know, the Pacific is fantastic, but it also covers, you know, close to 4 years of a conflict and various different characters yep. and so you just get to know the characters in vander Brothers so much better throughout their
2: experience. So Anyway, Airborne. Mike, you've seen it a couple times, right?
5: Yeah.
2: It's incredible. Um yeah, I wish I would have thought of it. It just slipped my mind when I was making
3: this list and mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a, like, a, a better, I'm trying to think if there's even any movies that come close to to that level of storytelling that
2: they achieved in that series. I think it might be the best war-oriented mm-hmm. thing I've closest. ever
3: seen. Pro- yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 and I think it's about as close to flawless as you can get with that kind of
2: storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed.
0: And throwing
4: the veterans in there at the beginning too of every episode, and at the end, seeing the real uh, guys—that's one thing that I appreciate the most too. I just I love that that aspect of
0: it. And it is a true story. This happened, you know. And you're you're listening to the guys talk about it, so it's like they
4: did it at the perfect time because now, if you try to make something like that now, you don't have a lot of those veterans living. To be honest, I mean, it, yeah, how many
0: of those guys have passed away between then
4: and it's now? It's been a yeah. long time, it's and crazy. so they made it at a really opportune time to get the real stories from these guys and yeah, it's incredible.
0: Mhm. Great. Well, that's yeah, that's that's good. We've Band of Brothers. It's awesome, and I highly recommend it to anybody out there. It should be kind of a necessary watch in somebody's lifetime.
3: So, Zach, did you have anything you wanted to say about Band of Brothers?
1: Um I you know, I know that Dave, you're forever a student of history, and um, I understand how important uh, history is to you. So I can appreciate why Band of Brothers is in your top ten, and, you know, it was, it was a similar thing with Saving Private Ryan in your top ten movies. Uh, and I can appreciate the storytelling. Um, it's not something that I've seen. Um, I don't think i finished it. You know, it's very heavy, obviously. Um, but I can appreciate how important and amazing shows like uh band of brothers and the Pacific are. So not too much to add other than that.
3: Great. Great. Well, let's move on and let's, uh, let's uh,
0: let's hear what your number one TV show of all time is
3: Zachary Hartman.
1: Okay. So my favorite, my number one television show, um, it uh it was on the air a while ago, and then it um left for a while and gained a cult following and then came back and It wasn't as great, but uh my number one is arrested development and hey yeah uh, um arrested development uh is my number one for a couple of reasons i think um bit, mostly just how clever it is I'm always struck at how funny and how I can always laugh at jokes that I know by heart. Um, but it also has that rewatchability. Like I've seen it probably nine or 10 times and it's a show where I'll watch it and then I'll get done with it and then just go right back to the beginning and just start all over again. Um, the fourth season was okay, but you know, I can't imagine how difficult it would be to uh, get all those actors back together and have lightning strike twice. You know, it's, yeah, I just can't imagine the technical, like how hard it would be to get, you know, to get back into that role into that head space. So I can appreciate them for trying. And I think they did a majority of, um, of the new season with uh green screen. So I think with season five, they're all back together in the same room. So I think that's going to be that's going to aid the actors a lot in their performance and being able to work off of each other. But uh, there are still jokes, you know, that I'm catching. Ten years later, you know, I've I've been watching the show for probably almost 10 years and I still love it just as much as I did the first time I saw it and I mean, a big part of that is Jason Bateman, I think.
4: Yeah, Jason Bateman, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just so funny, and he's so quick-witted and sharp. I mean, he is a big part of the reason I liked Ozark so much, um, but... Yeah, what do you guys think of breaking? Or sorry, of uh, Arrested Development? If
0: I, if I may interject real quick, I just wanted to say uh, a quick thing about Jason Bateman. I think that that show is so good, and the quirkiness and hilarity of all the other characters is fantastic. But it is all completely dependent upon Jason Bateman to play that straight man, because everybody else bounces their jokes and their um, their comedy off of him, and he just plays that perfect straight man so well and all of it just seems so ridiculous and without that i don't think that that show is nearly as successful um mm-hmm. and so i've i've always really enjoyed uh i've always really enjoyed jason bateman you know when like um when tobias is going on about uh I mean, just the things that he says and bateman's like you know if you just followed your or if you just had a tape recorder and listen to yourself for a whole day you'd be really surprised buddy you know <laughs> just the things that he says like that or um when uh, it's when Ann
1: is the nose on plain face. exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that line, or when uh,
0: Buster like freaks out and says that whole uh thing about his mom and it bleeps him all out, and uh, Bateman's like, Well, nobody's gonna beat that. You know, it's lines uh-huh. like that that make the show so much better, and so I, I have a, a extreme soft spot for, for Jason astounding. Bateman because I think that he, um, he's his character in that is one of my
2: favorite comedic to sit characters. sit in the presence of, all time. of David Cross. As Tobias Fünke, Tobias is my favorite. Mrs. Featherbottom, and not crack up laughing.
1: We shouldn't be telling your mother about this. I don't know if (laughs) if
2: we took a hundred takes, but I would be able to not break up laughing. His character is so funny. He's amazing. Yeah, this is impressive. Be able to be a straight man in the presence of most Jeffrey Tambor, David Cross. It's incredible. Oh, and Tambor too. Uh, So good.
1: So, the, the scene, Dave, that you were talking about, <clears throat> where uh, he's done all that cussing, apparently Tony Hale, you guys might already know this, but apparently Tony Hale doesn't like to use curse words, so he just recited the alphabet in that scene, and they just uh, beeped it out to make it seem like he was having a long string of profanity. That's really That's interesting.
4: Hilarious. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Danny, did you have anything you wanted to add to Arrested Development?
4: Uh, it's terrific. I mean, uh, I haven't been as much of a, a crazy fan of it. Just, I just don't think I've really paid the attention that it deserves. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen the first three seasons. I actually didn't watch season four. Um, I haven't but either. you know, there's always money in the banana stand, things like that. It's it's so hilarious. And uh, as you were talking about Jason Bateman, um, playing kind of just that 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 perfect normal dude in situations that. You can agree with it. it's kind of like Jim from the Office, um, you know, and then there's just crazy characters around him. It just works really well. Uh, works really well, and I don't know Anyang, and it's just like she's <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah. weird. Uh, that that one lady's uh, I forget her name, but her vertigo. Um, <laughs> like oh, spells, uh, Lucille too. Cra- yeah, Lucille <laughs> yeah. too. Lucille uh, Ostera. Yep. It just cracks me up, and then Job. I think Job is. Uh, just lies What's his too. name in What's his name in real life? Uh, Will Arnett.
0: Yeah, Will, Will Arnett. Arnett.
4: Um, he is absolutely terrific. So He's so I, I mean, funny. Every time he says, I've made a huge mistake,
0: amazing. is just one of the best. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> um,
1: okay. One of my so favorite lines, actually, from that show is uh, they're talking about um, maybe gets a plane ticket to Peru, and she's like, I'm going to go move to South America. And George Michael's like, oh, that's, you know, that's not in South America. And then later, Job sees the plane ticket and sees that it's to Peru. And he goes, uh, Michael, going to live at old South America way. <laughs> and it's just funny how the entire family can be, or a good portion, can be so wrong about things. And there's another line, um, and a testament to Ron Howard's narrating, because that also makes the show. Um, but... Uh, there's a scene when uh, Michael and you are talking, and the narrator, he goes, at no point were Michael and Mabee talking about the same thing. But it's just, <laughs> it's just really funny.
5: I just, I just love,
2: speaking I just love of, that show. Speaking of Ron Howard, I am amazed that every point in his life he's had a hit TV show. And to see him doing Arrested Development and still have it be so relevant and so good, it's awesome. Agreed, now yeah. He's doing
4: Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Now he's yeah, doing Han no Solo, kidding. so and people people are dragging uh Solo under the bus already. People are saying it's gonna be terrible, and so I'm actually starting to be hopeful about it for some reason. I'm starting to be like, well, I don't know, Ron Howard, he got some Ron good Howard. actors in there, it might not be that bad. Like, why is everybody just saying this is gonna be the absolute worst?
0: I, um, think it's, I, I think, think instead of doing, of I think instead of doing Han Solo, he should have just done Apollo thirteen too. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to bring That's Gary really Sinise think, yeah. back. Send him to Star Wars land and see what happens. You know, if you got Ed Harris in Houston, uh, Houston, we got a problem. We landed on Dagobah. Uh, we don't know what to do. You know, I think uh, it could yeah, be a really yeah, great. Houston, <laughs> great... Houston <laughs> it's
4: a trap. Yeah,
2: Houston, our filter bro.
4: <laughs>
0: uh, you're you're forcing it, Mike. Hey, who? Knows it? Uh... Any anywho, so, um, yeah. that's great. Yeah, great, great stuff. And Arrested Development is a fantastic show, and uh, I, w- I would say it's one of the smartest shows that's out there. And uh, I was I was sad that it didn't make my list, but it just wasn't quite there for me. So I guess
4: Zach, you were flying solo. <gasps> I, uh, <laughs> hey, good, good 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 stuff.
0: Still-
3: all right, moving on. All right. All right, Danny. Okay. Um, we all know. <laughs> water. Earth.
4: No fire. Way. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save
3: the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I
3: like
0: <crying> <laughs> That's right. Thanks. No, um... Well, you go ahead, Danny. Uh,
4: so, yeah, my number one is Avatar The Last Airbender, and I actually want to... I want to... I don't know. I just want to say that this is my favorite thing. This isn't just my favorite television show. Uh, it goes bigger than that. It's bigger than than books. It's bigger than movies. It's bigger than music. It's bigger than Christmas. It's bigger than Christmas. Um, bigger than cigarettes. This this show is uh, this show is my my favorite thing to have ever come out. Um, I think what they captured in this look how much he's
0: choking up right now. I am, dude. <laughs>
4: I know Um, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. So, you know, there's, there's the star Wars formula that they kind of follow that uh, the first season had, it's like a new hope ish where, you know, they discover this, this young boy, but he still hasn't, you know, discovered his powers. And uh, at the end of it, they kind of, you know, save the day and good things happen. And then the second season, uh, the bad guys win at the end of it, and, uh, there's just, you know, you're like, oh, no, how are they gonna, you know, if they can't even defeat Zuko and Azula, how are they gonna defeat the Fire Lord, and then in the third season, the resolve is just, it's the best climax to anything I could ever imagine, and the music in the, those last couple episodes, you know, Um, Zuko and Azula fighting, um, it's just the, it's so, it's so incredible to me, and the first season, uh, it, it, there's not a single episode in this show that I really want to turn off. Sure, the first season, there's a couple things that might, you know, drag on or be a little bit kiddish, I guess. But it feels like um, Micah uh, DiMartino and Brian, I don't even know how to say his last name, Konietzko or something like that. Uh, it feels like they knew what they were doing from the get-go. They knew exactly what they wanted to make. And uh, they they came through with just this it's this world that you had never even thought of. It's such a fresh idea, and it's the coolest thing to see because once again you know I say that cartoons have they have no boundaries on where they can go, and uh just watching the bending um and also just the character in zuko uh the character Zuko is such a i mean it's probably my favorite character that's ever ever i mean been in anything so I don't know, I honestly, it's such an intense moment even talking about this, because I've just been waiting to talk about this thing for so long, but uh, it's just, it's my favorite. I don't even know what else to
3: say, but I love, I love Avatar. As you can see, there's a little oppa on my fridge right now, right behind
2: me. And I'm really glad that you put that as your number one.
3: I, yeah. I had the same response when that started airing. I, mean, I think I was the right age for it, too. It was probably thir- just about to
2: turn 13, I think, probably. And it started airing, and I was... Yeah, I watched it every episode until the end of it. Didn't miss a week. It was,
4: wow, see, that's incredible, because we didn't get to do that. Me and Dave it's watched the best it together thing ever seen.
3: years later. hmm Yeah, it's... It's on a whole other level of, of good. Mm-hmm. I I can't believe it. I, to have a, a children's show that is one is one of the only T V shows that can make me cry
2: repetitively. That uh uh-huh. um And laugh out and, loud.
3: Yeah.
2: When but when Iroh goes to the tree and they play that leaves from the vine song
3: every time. Oh man. Can't yeah, yeah. get Oh, it's, it's just
2: gosh that destroyed. because you say you like, like that oh. show, and you say it to people who haven't seen it, and they say, wasn't oh, a, isn't that a kids show? Kids show,
3: yeah."
2: And it's like, I just far wanna, from I, it. I want to sit everybody down and force them to watch that show. <laughs> me too, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You know, I um because Danny said that I stumbled across it far later because Danny, you got into it because of Mike, and mm-hmm. then I got into it because of Danny, and so I probably saw it. I mean, I was post high school. I think uh-huh. um, when I actually sat down and watched all of it, and it is just the the. It is so amazing. The concept behind it, like, with bending the elements is so cool. The storytelling is fantastic. Zuko is the one of the best characters ever created. I mean, he's he's incredible. Um, but I also, I mean, it, it's pretty far up there for me. Uh, I do kind of agree with what you said, Danny. Like, it's up there as far as Star Wars goes of being just my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually am re-watching all of it with uh, our niece, Jerica, And she's nine years old. And it is so funny to watch that show with her because all of the little kid stuff that I'm kind of just like, eh, you know, take it or leave it, whatever, she laughs so hard at. Like she thinks that Aang is so hilarious and Sokka is just absolutely hysterical um and she's really into Toph, and so i'm I'll, i it's just been such a fun experience listening to her crack up there's this one moment where Toph is drowning and suki saves her and so then Toph gets rescued in there and she's holding her and stuff and Toph goes oh Sokka, my savior and, and kisses him or something like that and then suki goes actually it's me suki and Toph goes oh You can just let me drown now. (laughs) Yeah. And Jerrica laughed so hard. It was one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, But anyway, I mean, it's just... The show is so good, and it has those emotional cues that are just unbelievably incredible. Uh, you know, when Aang loses Appa and all that stuff, and when he enters the Avatar mode. I mean, it's just the coolest freaking thing. Um, but I mean, the climax of the series is one of the most satisfying things that I've ever seen in my entire life. And you know, a huge, a huge shout out. I mean, the idea and everything is fantastic, but there is a huge shout out to the music, man. I mean, the music yeah. is so good in that show. Of, like, I was, it's actually, just, it's I was unbelievable. gonna say something about
2: that. Because the music's good throughout, but Danny, you're absolutely right, man. There's something that happens. I don't know if they got a bigger music budget or changed orchestras or something happened, but right when Southern Comet starts, like Southern yeah. Comet Part 1, the music is
3: incredible from that point on. Like,
2: oh, it's, it's even better than it's already yeah. been. Like, mm-hmm. that moment where it's uh, Zuko and Azula, and, yeah. you know, it's just like they're in the center of that. Like the blue fire and
4: the and the you know that orange musical, fire and like the, the blue and the orange so good
3: oh and Legend, everything just Legend goes yeah, silent. I did it
2: well too. I don't, I don't know who uh-huh. the music guy is,
0: but he's yeah. Cool yeah yeah there's there's not much better than the last airbender really um, i, not, not, I not, love it. it for for a kids, for three grown men to have it in their top 10 list of tv shows <laughs> and it being a kids show i mean
2: well and like i said like, I, I think that speaks for that's why guys. that's why i put Cora on the list just because
3: it's not necessarily that that's even you know the best show i've seen but it's, it's part of that world and i love it like yeah, mm-hmm, yeah it's so good part of your world
0: That's exactly what I was just thinking.
3: I want to go where the benders are. <laughs> Walking oh, around. I want to see them bending. <laughs> Up where they bend. All right. Oh. <laughs> oh quiet. All right.
0: Zach, did you have anything you wanted to uh, to contribute to the Avatar: Last Airbender conversation? I know that you haven't really seen the haven't seen the show, um, but do you have any interest in uh, in watching it now that you've heard heard how much we love it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you're really putting me on the spot here. Huh? <laughs> um, hint, hint. To be to be completely honest, I've never been a huge fan of anime, so probably not.
5: Ow. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, <laughs> ow.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Straw.
2: I know how
1: much you love it. Well, well, I see what you mean. I'm sorry.
0: Well, <laughs> I think you should strongly reconsider your priorities and watch it.
5: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just great. It's, uh, yeah. No,
4: it's... it's yeah, it's, if you don't... If, it, you, if you're not into anime and stuff, you know, that's just... That's how it
5: goes.
0: The thing uh, is, yeah. is that I never liked anime, and then I watched Avatar Last Airbender, and I think that Avatar Last Airbender is a perfect bridge between like real uh-huh. anime because it's not quite on the level that something something else might be. It's very much an Americanized version of what anime is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think that I think it's a much it's a watered down version of a lot yeah. of a lot of other anime shows. But it's, well, it's, yeah. it's
2: a style of television that People, people tend to blanket, just do blanket generalizations about it and say, "Oh, this is anime. It's you know, it's going to be cheesy and it's going to have the, you know, the hearts over the eyes and the, all the cheesy little animation things." The goo goo gaga. But when you really dig into it, I think there's an anime <laughs> out there that fits everybody's style, like from you know dark dark stuff like Ajin or Attack on Titan to the more whimsical, whimsical stuff of Fullmetal Alchemist, like Danny talked about and i think yeah yeah i, I could see oh, yeah uh, i could see not being into it but if you're ever uh you're ever browsing netflix and can't think of anything to watch
0: check it out go watch it's a,
2: okay
0: it's a good one um great zach we lost your visual um <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody see Zach?
2: Ground <laughs> control
1: to Major Tom, right?
2: Alright, well um my last one's gonna be really quick because um yeah, it is what it is. I would there's I don't know what this is about me. I know I used to watch this with my dad, and it's the show I've seen more than any show in the world. If I had the choice to bring one show with me to a desert island, this would be it for sure. And I uh yeah, it just wasn't even a question. I wrote out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And before I did anything, I wrote this in my number one slot. And it's MASH. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Wow. It is by oh far. Like, it's everything. Like, it's nostalgic for me. <laughs> it's got episodes that are you know dealing with Korean war and all that. And then you have this guy who's just dealing with it through humor. And I don't know. It's been a big thing that I always come back to in my life. Is like when you're really going through stuff and like you really hate your life. Like being able to be like Hawkeye Pierce from Mash and just crack wise about it and like stay cool and stay calm. Like, I've never seen a character in a TV show that I look up more to than Alan Alda and Mash.
3: Yeah, that's fantastic. It's an easy choice for me. He's the only only guy I've ever considered writing fan mail to.
0: MASH takes place in, like, a, a hospital in an active war zone in Korea. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Okay. yeah so it's basically they invented these things called MASH units, which are, like, mo- mobile surgery hospitals. And they mm-hmm. wanted them to be as close to the front lines as they could, and so they're taking all these civilian doctors and shipping them to Korea and putting them that close to the front line
3: just to do medicine. And so you have... These people just make and do. And it's awesome. I man. don't know what it is about that show, but I could
2: watch. Yeah, I've probably seen it 10 times through. I could watch it another 20. <laughs> That's so funny because, yeah, I just
0: oh, man. I have not really seen much of MASH at all. I don't know me?
2: But I, I don't love know it. what started like my fascination with that show, but it's lasted with me. It's awesome. Well and when did mash come out i mean that's like kind of a like eighties early eighties show uh I think maybe it's like early seventies more more early seventies you think i think so uh, yeah, I'd be
0: curious to actually know that
2: but.
0: well that makes i mean that makes sense that would be very close to wow that would be very close. Like people that watch that show were directly influenced by that event. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. You got to think that, I mean, that, that definitely is like one of those, one of those experiences where, uh, yeah, being an active service member is, uh, Difficult in many ways, Um, but being the uh, being a like surgeon on the front lines, or being you know any anybody involved in trying to treat all the all the casualties of war, that would just be a really really difficult job. And I can imagine that humor would be very instrumental. You can see that in just about uh, just about any um, any war film or war show. I mean, humor is extremely important. There's a couple moments in
3: there too where Hawkeye actually acts like right right at the end there's an episode um, it's called chicken i think but mm-hmm. yeah he just yeah he freaks out and just like i don't know
2: there's an element to it that is definitely situation comedy and there's another element to it
3: that's it's a weird look at like what being in that situation does to the human psyche mm-hmm. i don't know and it's like it seamlessly transitions from Ha ha! Uh-huh, Play the laugh track to like knee deep in wounded people, like trying to save eighteen year olds. That is interesting. In I've
4: never even honestly, I've never even known about this show. Really, besides, I can just picture like the title shot of it in my head. That's it. I don't, I, I honestly don't know anything about it. So it's nice to hear about like what this is. Now I'm interested in
0: checking it out. Yeah, I can picture a couple of the main characters' faces, but other than that, I haven't seen too much of it. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Anyway, great that's, call. That's my number one. Yeah, that's that's amazing, Mike. I love that. Yeah, I like how many like uh, older shows you had on your list. That's fantastic. All of our lists were very um, diverse so, and different. Yeah, a yeah, lot yeah different I was surprised I that there wasn't as much overlap. Yeah, I thought that mine. I thought that mine was going to be fairly representative of everybody else's, but it was quite different. So. Interesting.
4: Yeah, I mean I'm yeah. just surprised the um, office wasn't higher up. <laughs> Alright, Zach, did you have anything you wanted to add to uh add, add to Mash here?
1: Um
4: What'd you think about Mash? I well
1: I haven't watched really any of it. Um I think it's really cool that um they use uh comedy as uh a way to deal with the situation they're in because, you know, I can't imagine being a uh, a frontline medic in the Korean war and um, not even be trained, you know, not even be a soldier. You're just a civilian thrust into the situation. And it's, you know, it's very brave that these men would do this and, you know, there's not, not many other ways that you could cope with your situation other than comedy. So. You know, I think it's yeah. a cool show. It was definitely a little before my time, obviously, before all of our time. But, uh, Mike, I think it's really cool that you do an old-school television show like that. Because I know it's uh, been met with very high praise, and it's been around. It's very relevant, so. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that so fascinating, Mike, that you you chose so many older TV shows. Like I think that's I think that's a really nice thing about our friend Michael. He's an old soul. Really, at heart, he's yeah. an, old he an old soul, soul. <laughs> an old dog with new tricks. That's right. You know what I mean. That's right. Uh, yeah. You can see the, the 16, sweater
5: he's wearing so. right
1: now. You know.
0: Um, but that's he's yeah. Like, so yeah. great, great pick, Mike. I think that Mash is an awesome, an awesome addition to the top tens. Um, so I think that about wraps it up, gentlemen. I think that's uh, that's a that's a pretty good day. Um, I was gonna say, does anybody have any honorable mentions that they'd like to uh, that they'd like to go over? Um, I just had a couple that I wanted to that I wanted to say. Um I think that the one that broke my heart the most that I couldn't include um was probably the miniseries John Adams. Um, I have always loved John Adams, the miniseries, and it's fantastic. Very good show. Uh, I find John Adams, uh, writing very, very, very nice and so well, so well articulated. Uh, and he writes with a general fervor that is just, um, I mean, it's unprecedented in my book. Um, but, uh, I love that one.
1: And I, would you say the the writing is delicious?
0: I, I might say that it is delicious. I know that I said that yesterday, or but we had to scrum, <laughs> umptious for sure. umptious. Yeah, if I may describe writing as a something that is edible, then John Adams' writing is very much delicious. Um, but God, also, you're weird. <laughs> I know. Um, but another <laughs> another one that I that I wanted to include that I didn't end up including was uh, was Vice, the HBO uh, docu documentary series, um, and I think it's one of the best modern um, modern news shows that, that has ever that. ever come out and I think it takes a fairly objective view on a lot of topics I know that there is pro there is an agenda in a lot of episodes but um, I think that they do a very good job of communicating what the actual uh, what the issue is and uh, and just pretty much not saying like this is how we need to solve it or anything like that just pretty much laying out the information and you can make up your mind about it um, but so I, I definitely love vice um, I mean there's there's plenty more it's always sunny and Philadelphia was a big one that I was like, no oh, man, yeah. I wish I could include mm-hmm. that. That's fantastic show. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that I left out, but uh, definitely, definitely those those three were were pretty high up for me. Gullah um,
4: Gullah Island,
0: Gullah Island, sure. yeah, Lamb Chops, uh, Dora the Explorer, uh, definitely. <laughs> uh, what's the What's the
4: Goosebumps.
0: little Are you afraid? What's of the, the one I'm thinking? Boy of. Meets World, maybe. Ah, uh, real monsters. That that yeah. is actually that's the one that um, Boy Meets World was uh was very high on my list. Um, I almost had it in for Entourage at number ten. Uh, and then I just decided that you know what, I mean, I. I'm a grown up. Yeah, I am. I'm a grown up, and I haven't watched Boy Meets World for a long time, but. I, I would say, out if if I'm writing this list at like 12 years old, Boy Meets World is number one. You know what I mean? For like sure. it, it is A special so. Special place in
4: my heart too.
0: So good, so good. So mine I, was
4: probably Max and Ruby. <laughs> 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 Do you rocket power. Yeah, rocket Rock? power. See, Ro- rocket power actually almost made it on. I mean, like, I loved rocket power such a great show and, Rats cool. and all those yeah it was such a cool great idea mm-hmm. everybody wanted to skateboard and rollerblade at that time so just watching a bunch of kids who are so good at it just so many backflips <laughs> you're like
0: <"What?" laughs> yeah no I'm it was great
4: pro
5: skater
0: <laughs> did anybody um did anybody consider any of the like the late the late night tv shows uh like you know the late late show or the late show with david letterman 60 minutes 60 minutes um <laughs> no no, not really. I, 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 I can, mean, as much as I love that
2: not format, for me. I I don't know. I mean, for me, like definitely Conan O'Brien uh, tickles my funny bone every time I watch him. But as far as a favorite <laughs> a favorite TV show, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. I considered it
0: very briefly. It not not Conan, but just late. To me. The Late Show, you know, like going from Jay Leno to Jimmy Fallon and uh, Johnny Carson. You know, if you were to say that that's the same show, then I mean that would be up there for me, but maybe not necessarily w- worthy of my top ten. Um,
4: Parks you, and Rec as well. Parks and Rec. Parks and I'm and surprised rec was, that that yeah, never and actually and turned rec up was for anybody. Be
1: one of my honorable mentions too, for mm-hmm. sure. Did anybody it's else just, have any
0: other honorable mentions that they wanted to wanted to throw out there?
1: Yeah, I had, um, a, I had a couple. I mean, Where's Parks and Rec and. Uh, Ozark, I mentioned, um, Curb, I think I mentioned too, uh, House of Cards was on my top 10, um, when I made this list initially, but, uh, the Kevin Spacey thing definitely had a little bit of influence on it. And then I also had finished Stranger Things too. So that kind of bumped it. Uh, but House of Cards, um, you know, it it feels... it is so well done. And the acting is so incredible and it's like, you hate to admit it, but you know, Kevin Spacey, he acted the hell out of it as he did with many of his other roles. So it just, it's too bad that, uh, things happen the way that they did because it, it just destroyed such an amazing career. I hate that. that.
3: What happened to him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been in the dark. Exactly. (laughs) Oh.
4: Uh, oh, I didn't hear
1: a couple more uh Mad Men. Uh I love yeah. that. I fi- I finished that again recently. Um and that's just like you know, it's it's it can be very boring, certainly, but uh just the acting and the sets and the costumes uh and the just the period piece is just so fun. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's it's intriguing this world on Madison Avenue that I know I will never live. Uh it's just intriguing to see how that never sort of never. formed. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh the last honorable mention is um Night of uh the HBO. Definitely. Eight, eight
0: that was a roller miniseries. coaster ride. That is such a good series. I love uh, that. I forget I forget his name. Uh Reese Ahmed Med or something. Reza Med.
4: Uh he is I, I definitely wanna, you know, shout him out. He's one of my favorite up and coming young actors right now i loved him in rogue one he was he was a highlight of that movie and night the night of yeah nightcrawler uh he's incredible and i love it and he's going to be in uh the upcoming upcoming venom movie with tom hardy so uh and i and i nice. love i love tom hardy we know um, oh, yeah. I, I, I love tom hardy has so,
5: anyone uh, seen
1: <laughs> taboo anyone watch that
0: no it you know, seemed a little bit him. taboo yeah. for me
1: <laughs> I, I think Sarah and I are going to start it. I think we're going to try and Oh,
4: you know what? Actually, Tabu. I did watch the first episode of that and it's incredible, but we I just never we never continued. Cuz you have to buy them on Amazon or something like that or maybe well, it's free now. I think now, it's on, but, Hulu.
1: Great. Um, it on Hulu. So I think we're going to try watching that and that we're pretty excited. You have
4: 9.99 I can bum every month. Or,
1: <laughs> <laughs> if only
5: Danny, did you have anything
0: that you wanted to commit or uh that you wanted to add to the honorable mentions here? I don't know if we gave you your... uh honestly, my biggest one was parks and rec it yeah.
4: was i I kind of figured so I'd close. talk about it when I talked about the office um it should have been on my list uh it it could easily be you know number five four um three two <laughs> no but you know, uh, and then there's wine. it's uh, it's it's an incredible show. I'm actually going through and watching it again. It's a lot like The Office. I can turn it on anytime. time. Um, Andy Dwyer, the character of Andy Dwyer, and just all the characters. You know, it's not like The Office where you have Steve Carell and Michael Scott is just the funniest ever. It's like Parks and Rec kind of dispersed it through every single character. So everybody has their own little niche, and uh, it's, it's so yeah, funny. I laugh out loud pretty much every episode, so...
0: I think that I think that a big part of it is that maybe, you know, the the office like Steve Carell as Michael Scott is the funniest part of that show or of both those shows. Like he's the best character. But then every other character in both of those shows, I mean, I mean, I, I would say that maybe Michael Scott's at the top and then the next like four are from. Uh, are from Parks and Rec. You know, maybe maybe Dwight's yeah. ahead of people in Parks and Rec, but other than that, I mean everybody else that's is funnier than everybody Like Andy in the Dwyer's
4: is so funny.
0: Andy's great Tom Haverford's great. I mean, um the the John the, Ralphio. John
1: Ralphio uh, He did the voice of BB eight, him and Bill Hader. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah
0: so that,
4: that's, that's a That's right. Yeah that's actually
1: a, I've also heard that the writers of Parks and Rec um, have made jokes about uh because Steve Harrington looks a lot like John Ralphio, so they've made sort of jokes that Steve Harrington is uh, John Ralphio's father.
0: I've seen that, too. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah.
2: Um, anybody else? Mike, did you have any uh, honorable mentions that you wanted to throw out there? Yeah, I had a few um, just shows that I really enjoy that just I didn't put on my list for various reasons, but um, Rick and Morty. This is mind-blowingly good, and I can't wait to see what they do at Season 4. Dave's um, wearing the shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a shirt from uh, Reddit Secret Santa this year, too. Very um, nice. Archer. I don't know if you guys have seen oh, Archer. Ooh, it's yeah, Reddit Archer.
3: Username.
0: Good one. Big fan. <laughs> yes. um, Bob's say Burgers. your Reddit username into the mic right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> don't test me. I, I may do it. say uh, it backwards approach, yeah. so you can put in the effort. <laughs> um, yeah, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Uh Game <laughs> no. of Thrones and Westworld. Um, for sure. Two of my favorite shows. And I think, you know, as soon as they finish, I think it, I, I don't see them not making my top ten list as soon as they're done. And mm. then I had one more that I was thinking about uh, yesterday a lot. And I, I think it would probably be eleven or twelve for me, but I really loved uh Corb Walk Empire. And I oh. hadn't of it in a, in a long time, but it's a great show. Good old Buscemi. Yeah, I was, love that show, too. Great, great it show. It's very well done. Yeah.
1: And the ending, actually, was pretty good, too, I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: Well, yeah, that's I great. That. Um,
2: the, the music in Boardwalk, too, worth mentioning, is incredible. The yeah. guy that they hired to write all those old-timey pieces, like, mm-hmm. Florida,
5: I'm
1: going to Johnny's Florida. great, too. Is, is that, that's so his name, good. right, Johnny?
2: So great. Let's look back the,
1: here. Uh, Johnny Pitt, or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Pitt.
2: oh yeah johnny no it's it's jimmy (laughs) smiths but yeah that's Um, all all i have for my my honorable mentions
0: great well yeah there's I mean there's there's too many great TV shows Uh, we could we could all sit here and talk about them all forever I mean there's there's too many Um, but just to wrap things up here uh, I just wanted each of us to go through and and read off our list so that we had a a good idea um, of where everybody stood so my my list starting from 10 and working my way down is uh, 10 is Entourage 9 is Star Trek Next Generation 8 is Lost 7 is Family Guy 6 is Curb Your Enthusiasm 5 is Avatar The Last Air bender four is game of thrones three is the office two is saturday night live and number one is band of brothers zachary
1: okay so number 10 how i met your mother number nine office number eight stranger mm. things number seven black mirror number six Westworld. number five true detective number four entourage number three game of thrones Number two, Breaking Bad, and number one is rest Development.
0: Daniel.
4: All right, number 10, Dexter. Number nine, Portlandia. Number eight, I had Vikings. Number seven, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Number six, Family Guy. Number five, Breaking Bad. Number four, Game of Thrones. Number three, Band of Brothers. Number two, The Office. And number one, Avatar The Last Airbender.
2: Very nice. Michael. All right, my number 10 was Frazier, 9, Seinfeld, 8, The Office, 7, Avatar The Legend of Korra, 6, Avatar The Last Airbender, 5, Star Trek Voyager, 4, Futurama, 3, Star Trek Deep Space 9, 2, Star Trek The Next Generation, (laughs) 1, M.A.S.H., and that was my list very nice
0: Nice. very nice um and i guess my question is if you could take a box set of every single one of these uh mini series or tv shows to a desert island with you if you had to spend the rest of your life there if you had the choice between all of your top 10 favorite tv shows or just one dvd copy of school of rock which would you choose uh i choose well i'll I'll go last Uh, michael what do you say
3: um yeah i'd have to say school of rock Hands down. Absolutely. Zachary? Yeah. Uh, hard yes on School of Rock. Danny? School of Rock. Yeah, no doubt.
4: No doubt.
0: No doubt. Absolutely. I would take the last three minutes of School of Rock over the entire box set of all four of yours. <laughs> middle five minutes. <laughs> the middle, middle five. <laughs> five. The worst five minutes of School of Rock I would take over the entire, <laughs> over all four 80. of our lists. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Over the hundreds of hours of television show, at five minutes w- of School I would of take Rock, a
4: subtitle version, <laughs> with no sound, over
0: <laughs> the DVD menu of School of Rock, over all of
4: these, <laughs> over anything. Oh, that's
2: good. That's good. A skipped copy. <laughs> Absolutely.
5: Scratching. <laughs> yeah.
2: The Absolutely. Most... just plays the middle five minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's that's terrific. Um, well, that's that's great work today, fellas. Uh, strong, very, very strong list. I'm very surprised at how different our lists were. Um, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's very fun. I feel like it's a, a revelation and a telling experience hearing everybody's top 10 favorite TV shows. So very fun experience. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Mike and Zach for for doing this with us today. It's very, very Scorbin, fun.
2: Tube Sock.
0: Michael Scorbin. Dudes. Thanks for
2: having
1: us. The Appreciate
0: dudes.
2: it. Yeah, thanks for having us
0: yeah absolutely very fun guys guys. are awesome yeah yeah well uh thanks a lot for listening guys um we'll be coming at you next next month with a new new theme and a new month um but until then
3: thanks for listening we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time
5: Hey! hey